I mean, seriously, like, I, I'm going to watch this again because I feel like this is a pack of cigarettes, shitty cigarettes, that I'm going to like this. Eventually, I'm going to smoke enough of this where I'm like, okay, I can overcome the screaming and the shitty acting because there's some beheadings I'm in. Free breadsticks, right? Asshole! Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Bye. You're a freak. And guess what, buddy? High five. Me too. When can I watch that again and get that gross feeling? Mm. Only uh, martial arts Buster Rhymes can come along and save the genre. It's a two and a half hour long STD. There, there you go. Sorry, I got the draft. It's NFL draft night. I've got it on over here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You know, you know why the Cleveland Browns struggle drafting the right players, right? No idea. Uh, it's because they should be working on on finding them, and they're all too busy listening to movie freaks. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good intro right there. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, sp- I sprung it on you. It's a surprise. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Very good. You? Mm. Oh, cheers. Oh, getting better. I'm got the draft kind of on here in the background watching the browns fuck it up once again and uh yep that's that's yeah well, that's what they do that's what they do so yeah no brownies yeah yep go home mm. you're drunk <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah other than that uh good i'm doing pretty good had a good uh lot of movie watching in the last week and a half me too a lot, and there's a lot to go over. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how far we get, because, man, I have a feeling there's one we're going to get stuck on. But stay tuned, listener. You'll listen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right, we might. But I think in my my extra rounds, I, I call them extra rounds. In my rounds, I'm going to get through so many in one shot, it's going to be amazing. Because I'm going to give you a bunch of quick hits for every round that I have. Oh, okay. But before we start talking about the bottom of the barrel stuff, we have our second round of the uh, favorite movie per year that we started last episode. So we'll be talking about a a lot of great films before we get to the crappy ones. But even before we get to that, let's talk about... The roulette. roulette. Well, what are you drinking? Same old? Oh, same old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a repeat of last week. Rich and rare, folks. But next week, that will change because there is a fresh handle of Canadian Hunter waiting for me in the basement, all nice and cozy with his husky dog on the cover. Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, I I bought a bottle of Iverhouse last weekend then, after we were done recording, and I had that, and uh, I don't know, I think that might go on the list of stuff I'm kind of done with. The only reason I buy it is because that's what my local store has Mm -hmm. down here, as far as the cheap, uh, our brands go, and it just makes me sleepy. Oh really? Like I have a yeah. It's I mean it doesn't taste awful or anything, but I just get tired. Gotcha. Mm, I don't like that. You know, I I would say that rich and rare and can I do like rich and rare by the way. That and Canadian Hunter are kind of my go to cheapies that that taste good. They're not Clan McGregor or McNaught. They're not that, but they're good. Yeah, but you got to admit that uh, you, the isn't the Hunter even cheaper than the rich and rare? Oh uh, yes, I it guess is. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's, it's cheaper than yeah. rich and rare. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the win. Yes, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh we have so many things to talk about tonight. Oh my god. Um let's go on to the roulette where we dive into the ocean of cinema and try to find those gems in the rough. 
And last episode it was the Disappointments Room up against Ava's Possessions. And I get to go first. Fan-fucking-tastic. What? Um, no, no, oh, I'm just oh, saluting oh. that I get to go first. I'm so happy about that. Okay. I get to talk about the Disappointments I was like, oh, right, a good movie. The Disappointments Room. After a troubled architect moves her family into a spacious fixer-upper, she discovers a curious locked room containing ghosts of a mysterious nature. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, good God. Um, Okay, so... They move to this house in the country, the city folk, and immediately she starts, you know, oh, there's a mystery room upstairs that nobody can get into, but then she kind of later does after half an hour, and maybe I'm seeing ghosts, but I also have to take my medication because I lost a child, and that's why we moved for a fresh start, and, uh... Here we go. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, throughout the whole movie, am I seeing ghosts? Am I not? I learned more about the house. It has a creepy backstory. Um... I hated this movie. Oh, I mean, I hated this movie with a passion that burns deep within my soul. And this was a theatrical Um, release. Am I not mistaken? I think it was. I I don't think it got a big release or anything. But But it's not just thrown onto Netflix uh, that no one's ever... Oh, it was so bad. Um, And... Oh, then she, there's something where she's flirting with the town kid who's like a teenager and... This thing is a mil- movie has a million things going on and it, it 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 sucked so bad that the the technicals were okay. I didn't have any problem with with that stuff. I mean, it was shot okay. Uh, it wasn't particularly ugly. The sound, the audio, the score was was fine. I hated every single thing about this script and this story. I hated it. And you know who this is for? This is for. I, I, man, I even hesitate saying that because I'm, it'll sound like I'm trying to make a joke, but I'm not. Maybe a, a, a wife who lost an infant to sudden infant death syndrome or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's who this is for. Or, I mean, I could also see maybe some of that crowd from, uh, what was that one last year we both hated that everybody else loved? Not girl walks home alone at night. No, no, no. no. The mom and the kid. The mom struggling with the the monster in the base. The Babadook. Oh, the Babadook. Yeah. Even I would say the Babadook was way better than this. Okay. At least that one had some scary parts. Genuinely scary parts. Yes. This was. Oh, maybe there's a ghost dog and the ghost owner and the. You want to know what the disappointments room was? It was a room they built into their house. Rich people at the uh, like 1890s, whenever. They had a child with a mutation or a child they were ashamed of, and they would lock them in that room, and that would be their deep, dark secret. Okay. And then, yeah, spoiler alert, I guess if you don't want to know, the old-timey people who built the house, he was finally bashed in his daughter's mutant head with a hammer and was maybe coming after Underworld Girl, and but at the same time, she was off her meds, and she fell asleep on her infant baby... And killed it, and I hated this piece of... I hated it. I would love to hear somebody who liked this movie. I would love to hear why you liked it, because the script was so scatterbrained and all over the place. It was a chore to get through. I bet I watched... It It was six sittings, maybe. I hated it so bad. Oh, my God. So what, <laughs> what would you give it on a one to ten scale? At one. 
Yeah, maybe oh, two, maybe oh, a two. Glorious. You get one for visual and two for sound and F mm. everything else. Yeah. Well, that's uh, certainly worlds better than the werewolf thingy that I watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, <laughs> I seriously might challenge you to, like, if you give this one a shot, I'll give that one. A, because there is a big difference between one that is technically terrible. Like, all the technical stuff is shitty. Like, you know, it's a low-budget piece of garbage. This one actually, had, yeah. there, there were some people involved that... I, I'm just and some money baffled yeah. that anybody read this script and was like, yes, or I want to make this, or I want to act in this, or this is interesting, or good. It, it Every single ghost house <laughs> horror cliche that you can possibly throw at the screen, is in. it's in the script, you know? Oh, the yeah. city slicker c- couple moves to the country and then and uh, old creepy house ghost thing. Like, get another... I, I'm telling you, dude, I might just be done with ghosty shit on the roulette like i'm just warning you now if you start throwing ghosty <laughs> shit on i might just it's never gonna happen i, I... okay <laughs> so once rings hits netflix and i'm sure it will you'll probably be lobbing that shit bomb my way huh I, well see now i might actually give that one a chance because that series actually has interesting ideas and has done interesting things in the past that has yes, a track it has. record it has this is just yeah and at the end you never really knew if she was crazy or there was ghosts you never knew they just kind of, eh, maybe this, maybe that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I would Interesting. not, I, I mean, I, I would set it on fire and piss it out. Um, Ava's Possessions, <laughs> please. Okay, Ava's Possessions. Uh, right from the get-go, you know, obviously I went in with uh, some trepidation thinking, oh boy, here we go. This could be another Netflix dud. Uh, but right away, right from the get-go, I'm like, okay. Technical aspects are good, and uh, dialogue is witty and delivered good. Uh, production value is good. So far, I'm like, check, 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 check. This is good. And by rolling of the credits, I'm like, yep, for a roulette, that was perfectly serviceable, forgettable, fun entertainment. Um, in fact, by the midway point, I'm like, this is really good. And then... As with so many of these movies, they, the third act, I'm like, okay, no, it kind of, they kind of had to wrap things up pretty quickly, it seemed. Um, and I, I'm not complaining about the runtime. I think that I'm glad that it, it was, it moved along quickly, but by the end, it wrapped up too quickly. Like, oh, and then this, 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 because we, we were dealing with that earlier. It's like, come on, guys, flesh that out a little bit more at least, but, the, the story revolves around um, this girl that is recover a recovering uh, person that was possessed, and uh, for the for the a lot of the runtime, it's actually pretty humorous um, because they can kind of play on those tropes of yeah. you know it's like oh she's the Reagan from The Exorcist kind of and like she goes to an AA type meeting where there's other recently recovered uh, possession people and it's funny. Uh, and in a, in a genuinely humorous way, I was like, yeah, this, this is amusing to me. I'm, I'm laughing and whatever. Uh, it's not very gory, but it's not supposed to be. Um, so like the original acting... Exorcist. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Um, I will, I actually think that this is one I'm going to watch again at some point. Um, because I, I enjoyed it and I'm like, 
I'm thinking back to it and it's not like it's one of those where it's like, as soon as credits roll, you completely forget the whole thing. I remember certain parts that I'm like, that was really funny and really interesting. They actually had, um, a side, here's one of the issues that I actually had with the movie. Uh, a side character, his name is, uh, I want to get his name right because he was, he was the long haired guy in the Evil Dead remake. Oh, okay. Um, with the, uh, forget, he was in the Spring as well. Spring. Not familiar with that one. Um, yeah, I, didn't you watch it? It's the one where he falls in love with a, with a girl in Italy, I think, or Spain or whatever, and she turns out to be a creature. Steve, uh, really liked it. That's not ringing any bells. Spring? No, that's not ringing any bells. Yeah. Um, but he's in that, and, and he's a, I think he's a good actor, and he was good in this too, but, uh, literally, he, at a certain point in the movie, this is kind of spoiler, I guess, but he just kind of vanishes. I'm like, well, he was kind of important, I think. And that's, there's just a lot going on. And that's, I, I don't, come on, oh, guys. Hey, have I a had good a character movie. vanish. Remember that I said the boy toy uh, guy that was in my movie with Kate mm-hmm. Beckinsale? She was kind of, it's kind of awkward. And this guy looks like he's about 19. He was the lead yeah. actor in that Monster Trucks movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Real painful on the eyes. Yeah. Um, so at one point, supposedly the ghost guy kills him, but then you think maybe it was her because you don't know if she was crazy, and it went nowhere. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't someone watch these at some point and be like, oh, wait, we forgot this. We need to you know, figure out how to make that work. I, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they pay, they paid uh, William Sadler for a weekend. He was in the movie for a little <laughs> bit. And I'm like, that's cool. And And... Uh, Dan Fogler was in this and I was surprised that he was in this because he had a very large role in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And to me, it's like he's starting to get up there to where it's like he is a very recognizable actor and I consider him to be in bigger, uh, Hollywood type movies. So I'm like, oh, they, they actually got some name actors in this thing. So check the movie out. I think that you should watch it. It's not really a Halloween type movie. It's more of a comedy. Um, but the comedy works. It, will it qualify um, for October Horrorthon? I don't know. I don't know if you should waste your time on this. It, like, it's not. It's not really scary at all. Well, it doesn't have to be um, scary. It just kind of has to qualify as horror at least a little bit. Would you show it to your kids? No, 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 no. So there right. you go. <laughs> I just don't want to waste any time in October because I did that a couple of movies where I watched half it and I'm like, wait a minute, this is a lawyer movie. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, no. This is this is. It's about demon possession. So right. anyway, it's it it. I am uh, after the shitstorm that was the whatever caged uncaged garbage. This was this here. Yeah, three out of five. Okay, pushing that's that's being generous, but three out of five. Okay, let's get on to the next round. Lord knows we got better shit to talk about. Yes. Okay, throwing your way. First up, these are all on Shout Factory TV, by the way. That's a free service, everybody. You can go watch on your Roku or on online for free. ShoutFactoryTV.com. Metamorphosis from 1990. A brilliant geneticist turn, uh, tests out his anti-aging serum on himself in order to justify his work. Uh, pass the trailer test. Chilling okay. Visions. Five Senses of Fear. From the people that brought you Steve Niles' Remains, whatever that is, and Dead Souls, whatever that is, comes a terrifying new anthology film based on the human series. I went to watch a trailer, and it was more like a clip, so I didn't get a real sense of it. it looked very HD, but it is a 
anthology, so who knows? Maybe it'll be alright. Okay. And lastly, Gargoyles, 1972 TV movie. An anthropologist and his daughter stumble upon a colony of gargoyles in the southwestern U.S. who want to be left alone, as they are want to be. Um, Scott Glenn is in this, and the trailer had no footage from the movie. It was just a guy talking over, like, biblical pictures of gargoyles and talking about gargoyles and... So mm. I had no trailer to really pass the to test this out on. So that I it's the seven. Yeah. Yeah, both those are look pretty dodgy. And okay. the metamorphosis don't let 1990 scare you off too much because 1990 it looked like leftover 80s. It looked ripe. Okay, <laughs> ripe with cheese yes. in all the right cheese. ways. Yes, perfect. All right, and. Heading your way. First off, we have one from uh, the Shout Factory TV as well. Django kills silently. Or, uh, as IMDb has it, Django kills softly. So take your pick. Whatever you want. Softly and silently. Either way, Um, Django is tender. He's a very tender killer in this one. Um, Django arrives in a town in Santa Ana and, uh, yeah, he kills a bunch of uh, greasy bad guys. There you go. Next up. Um... On Netflix, we have uh, one that appeared recently that neither of us picked, but looks really good, and that is Good Kill. Uh, uh, Let me find this here. 2014, uh, Ethan Hawke, which immediately elevates it. January Jones, uh, Zoe Kravitz is in this, and this one here I do want to see at some point. Uh, Family begins to question the ethics of uh, Ethan Hawke as a drone pilot, and we... Was it uh, on the roulette? I know that I watched a, or did we both watch a documentary on drone warfare? Uh, I think it was on the roulette. I didn't. I haven't watched okay. it. Okay, because I watched it and it was yeah thoroughly depressing. But anyway, this does look like a good movie. Um, and then last but not least on YouTube is Summer Camp Nightmare. And this is one that I have been wanting to watch for the longest time. I remember the VHS cover of this. Um, this is not a, uh, I don't want to say it's not a horror movie, but I think it's more of an adventure thriller type thing. It's kind of a Lord of the Flies type deal going on where, um, a group of campers revolt are against the camp dict- or the camp director and they basically take over the camp and lead it themselves. Um, I did find on, on YouTube, there is an actual, uh, laser, laser disc, uh, conversion of this. So there's an actual, it's like, it's not like, okay. Cause I had questions generation. about this. Uh, Cause I'm down yeah. to two. I get to go first. Um, I'm down to two, but I had some questions. Uh, summer camp nightmare. Was that one of these TV movies that's on YouTube or is not a TV movie? What's it? No, I believe this got a theatrical release and this, it doesn't have to be the, theatrical, uh, actually, but is it rated R? That's what I want to know. Um, I'm on IMDB and it says PG 13. <sighs> yeah. Made in 1987. It actually gets pretty good reviews from what I'm seeing. And this is what I've wanted to watch this for the longest time, but I just never got around to it. Uh, but I did click through the, the, that version on YouTube and it's definitely like, I would consider that to be like DVD almost quality. So it's not going to be one of those really awful. That's not why I'm asking. I'm asking because I I want R rated. If I'm going to watch Summer Camp Nightmare after the disappointments. Yeah, I would consider that to be more Lord. Uh, the way it sounds is a bit Lord of the Flies ish. Hmm. So there yeah. you go. You have put me at a conundrum. Hmm. hmm. I'm gonna take. People I'm gonna say, take Summer Camp Nightmare. 
Okay. I'm going to take it. Screw it. Nice. Now, please make sure, and you can read through the comments, but there is one on there, and it does say that the guy was like, he, it's a laser disc of oh. it. So it's going to be, the quality is going to be pretty good. Okay, well, so make sure that if that's you know which you one find. it is off the bat, send me a link to it. Okay. All right. And for me, I'll tell you what, that's a hard choice because, uh, oh, all three of those, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like something up Eugene's alley, but I'll take the, because I've been on an anthology tear, let's just keep, keep that rolling. Let's go with that Chilling Visions one. Man, every single time, every single week, if I was to rate my picks as most likely to be good, <laughs> medium, and probably the worst. You always do <laughs> the worst. <laughs> That's me. Now, <laughs> ah, what do I know? Who who knows? You, you never know. Hey, doing. Ava's possessions turned out to be pretty good, and uh, the windmill, I still think about the windmill. That's one that, if I ever find that on Blu-ray, I... Yeah, yeah I'll you. buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay tuned. Next week, it will be Summer Camp Nightmare up against mm-hmm. Chilling Visions. God help us all. Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Let's move on to our second round of our favorite movies per year. And we left off at 1989. At least that's the first up. Now, last time we were doing honorable mentions, at least one or two, maybe three. Shit got real in the 90s for me, apparently, because I could not stop making lists of movies that... (laughs) Catch me on a different day, and one of these honorable mentions might be the pick. Um, So let's not waste any more time than we're already going to listing movies, but 1989, for me, the runner-ups were The Abyss, Back to the Future 2, and I am going to give a shout-out to Batman, because while we look back on it and we've trashed it enough on this show, uh, now, at that time, it was like my world it was like, finally, Dark Batman. This is amazing. I love it. And it's just that over time, we've we've gotten Batman that I like better. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I start seeing the cheese and the holes and the problems that I don't like about it. Uh, but <laughs> No, wait, let me get this right. So The Abyss was not your favorite. I haven't told you my pick yet. Okay. Those are just the runners-up. Wow. The, the Abyss okay. was definitely in there, but I had to give it to Last Crusade. I, I just okay. had to. I love The Abyss to death, but there is uh, some goofiness with the aliens at the end where it's like what what's happening now uh all of a sudden i got this uh christmas tree that's see-through um ah that's so cool it is but at the same time (laughs) i i i love the last crusade i really do it's such a great adventure and world hopping and anyway so i decided to go with last crusade and trust me that is not the hardest decision that i made in this segment this week uh, there, there's worse ones where it's like, I, 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 I you, three or four of them, they're all on the same level for me. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I, I, there was a couple here, here where it's like, this is pretty much even across the board. Like if for this year, I like them all equally, but I had to pick one for my favorite, but it's kind of like, they're all, they're all right there. I mean, and going with the segment idea, this is for age range. This is. 10 to graduating high school. This is right in that sweet spot of where everything you love for the rest of your life comes out, kind of. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Same with me. I mean, I'm I'm in my high school years in the late 80s, early 90s, and I'm like, these are the movies that I remember. Mm -hmm. 1989 for you. 
1989 for me is The Abyss as the best movie. Uh, and you know, uh, I actually think that, um, well, I know I've watched, uh, Last Crusade way more partially because, uh, I have the Blu-ray and so it's readily available. I have not watched The Abyss in years because I flat refuse to watch the, I won't watch the DVD. I am going to wait until that son of a bitch is on Blu-ray. I promise I'm not going to watch it until it's on Blu-ray. I, I so was so st- when I'm I 90 was, years old. I was old, so stuck on that decision that I got rid of the DVD so that I didn't have the option. Yeah. I don't have the DVD. I don't own it. I'm like, I'm, I refuse to watch it. I will watch that in high definition and it's going to look glorious. Can you imagine the Atmos um, sound on that? Oh, yes. Water all around, um, dripping down, drip, yeah. drip, drip. Click, I, click, click it, while he's clicking that chain and the guy's sneaking up behind. Yeah. Ah! I'll tell you when, when, um, uh, Harris, uh, Ed Harris, his name? Uh, Ed Harris, when he is trying to revive, uh, his, uh, wife and he's like, you bitch, wake up. And I, that scene is so, for some reason, so gut wrenching to me. Uh, I love it. And it's like, that's not a special effects scene, but that's like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is cause it's so real. You know, she wasn't and... in half of that, right? What do you mean? Oh, she was mad because they were doing, well, they were doing the scene and and she has to be kind of nude for a bit of it. And then uh-huh. they're pounding on her and everything. And the camera ran out of film. And so they oh. had to cut and she was so pissed because she has to get to that place emotionally. I don't blame her one bit yeah. that she stormed off the set. And then they, you have that POV shot looking up at Ed Harris where he did the rest of it without her there. Wow. Well, for what it's worth, it worked, man. It that does, worked. Completely. I love that movie. Um, I will say, uh, for the abyss, one of the reasons I love that movie so much, not just the fact that the movie is great, but that is actually one where, for some odd reason, we were on a family vacation and, uh, I somehow talked my, my mom and dad into taking me to see that, which is the farthest thing from anything they would be remotely interested in. But I just remember thinking, like, I, I saw that in the theater and it was so good. And then the, then the director's cut, which is infinitely better, I think mm. came out and it's just, it's a fantastic, fantastic James Cameron movie. So, uh, but anyway, runner up is of course, last crusade and last crusade is every bit as good as the abyss. It's just, I had to pick one. Um, I don't blame you at all. And also another runner up is, um, one of the abyss, I don't want to say knockoffs, but kind of, and that was Leviathan. I, uh, actually, I've watched Leviathan way more than The Abyss. <laughs> I, I actually just watched it last wow. week. Um, yeah, I watched it again. I love Leviathan. I love the actors in it. I love the pacing. It's just a great science fiction horror movie that is basically parts of The Thing and parts of Alien mush together, throw them deep under the sea, and you got Leviathan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a good movie. And that's actually one that my wife, every time I watch it, um, my wife actually enjoys watching that one uh, with that's me. That's pretty gory for her. I know, but for some reason it's not really scary. It's It's got some icky parts, but it's not really scary. So it's more of an, a gory a- action movie. And Because yeah. um, I'm like, hey, I'm watching Leviathan if you want to come down. And down the stairs she comes. All right, let's watch the Leviathan again. <laughs> that's awesome. So... Okay, anyway. 1990, moving right along. Um, I, I, I was writing down so many honorable mentions that I started to just have to write down the initials, and now I forget some of them. So we might have to do a little uh, oh, guess, another guess side work. game. Yeah. yeah, side game. Runners up for ni- the, 
the winner for 1990 was an easy pick, but yeah. there were a lot of movies that I loved from that year. Let's run down that list of honorable mentions. Arachnophobia, Dick Tracy, Tremors, Dark Man, Total Recall, Dances with Wolves almost made the slot. Oh, I totally forgot that one. And then I have HFRO. What is that? H? Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yes, it is. That one also could have made the slot. I love that movie that much. But I had to give it to Goodfellas. Because oh. that is a masterpiece of... That's like an 11 out of 10. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Shit. Okay, I, I kind of forgot <laughs> about funny. that one. I distinctly Whoops. remember seeing Dances with Wolves in the theater with my parents. I distinctly remember seeing Dick Tracy in the theater with my buddy and uh, a lady that was babysitting us. Took me and my friend to see it. And I, hmm. I it was at that corner dollar theater place behind the Fazoli's in Canton that used to be oh, okay. there. Okay, Movies 4, yeah. Yeah. I saw Dick Tracy there in 1990. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. Well, I am, I'm, I'm totally different from you on this one. Um, the runner-ups for 1990 is, uh, first off, Exorcist 3, uh, directed by William Peter Blatty. I love Exorcist 3. That is I should of... say, too, a lot of the horror things I didn't throw in here because I knew that you would. Okay. And I needed the okay. space. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Exorcist 3... Uh, while it didn't, it didn't do that great when it was initially released, it has grown as a kind of a, a, has a cult following and I am one of them. I think it is a great movie. It's not really gory, but it's uh, very unnerving and it's extremely well made and it ties in perfectly with the original Exorcist. I love it. And it has one of the best jump scares of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yes, talking it does. about. Oh, yes, it does. And the run and uh, second runner-up is uh, a movie uh, by director Tom Savini, and that is his remake of *Night of the Living Dead*, which I think personally um, one of the very best uh, remakes ever. I love watching the remake of *Night of the Living Dead*. I love the pacing, the acting, uh, the score is so good in that movie, and uh, I-, I love the backstory. Uh, on how that movie was made and the troubles that he had with the MPAA and just getting the movie made. Uh, it's really, really interesting. And, and the fact that he is such a special effects guru um, and the movie itself is almost restrained in that, but it, it works to its favor for some reason. It just, it's, it kind of almost is a gothic horror movie. I, I love it. I love it. It screams 1990. If, yeah. if there's one way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. You liked that movie too, right? I've only seen it once. I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, yeah. It's a very ni- 1990s <laughs> yeah. 1990 movie. Um, and my favorite movie of 1990 is Total Recall. I uh, I adore that movie. Everything about it. Every single thing about that movie. The special effects by Rob Bottin. Uh, Schwarzenegger showing that it, like he started in a very intelligent Science fiction action movie. I thought it was great. So good. I can't argue with you. Okay, nineteen ninety one. Runners up. Oh god, so many of these movies. I, I had to put on the list, even though they're not tens, they still were. They affected me. Like I remember seeing these movies at that age and being like, "This is fantastic." I love this. Uh, the Doors, JFK, Oliver Stone. I'll, I don't like him. 1991, we're best friends. He's got two movies on here that I'm like, masterpiece, great, amazing. (laughs) Um, Last Boy Scout, the lost diehard film. Oh, yes. Hudson Hawk. I know everybody (laughs) thinks it's a shit pile, but I love that movie. 
The Rocketeer, one that was overshadowed. Um, Hook, another one that everybody loves to shit on, and I, I saw at the right age, so I really like. The Fisher King is another excellent movie. Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. That's two Kevin Costner movies in 1991. Point Break, awesome. Yes. Silence of the Lambs. Okay, yeah, you was just the, took one of mine. Yeah. Well, that was the only one that could have been close to a contender for the number one spot. But the number one spot goes to, in my opinion, possibly the greatest action movie of all time, and that is Terminator 2 Judgment uh, Day. Of course. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's easy. That's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, okay. Year. Yep, that's easy, easy. But but my runner-ups are, of course, Silence of the Lambs. Um, and I actually put down a movie that I just recently watched for the first time, and that is uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. One of the best examples of a classic animated movie that every single thing about it is is perfect. Um, I adore Beauty and the Beast. I think that that is Disney firing on all cylinders. Uh, another one that uh, I I recently rewatched and it still holds up is uh, Star Trek Part Six: The Undiscovered Country. Um, Excellent. I, yeah, I have to have that. It's it's not my favorite Star Trek movie, but every time I watch it, I like the fact that it's kind of a whodunit type of thing, and it's the last time that we see the original classic cast together. Um, yeah, some of the CGI is dodgy, but it's still fun, and um, it's you know it's a classic Star Trek. There you go. I agree. Okay, 1992. Moving right along. Sorry, I'm trying to speed through this so that we can. Spend more time making jokes about the shitty shit we watch later. Uh, 92. Now, this one was a very personal pick for me, for my tops. Because I so distinctly remember going to see it in the theater for my birthday. Because for my birthday, I could go watch whatever movie I wanted to go see, and there was nothing playing. So, I that one, I really want to see that one. Oh, you really want to see that one? Yeah! I, I wanted to see anything. Just It just happened to be this movie, and this movie happens to be amazing. So take that with a grain of salt, because some of the movies in my runner-ups, close contenders, they're great movies. Uh, the Player, uh, Alien 3, mm-hmm. Glen, Glengarry Glen Ross, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Reservoir Dogs. This one was a real, I really had to flip a coin, but Bad Lieutenant, I moved yeah. to honorable oh, mentions. Yeah. But for me, 92 was all about sneakers. Robert Redford, River Phoenix. It's just kind of a weird, action-y, heisty... It's so hard to kind of describe what this movie is. Comedy, drama, politics. It's it's all crammed into this movie. And it works beautifully. I love this movie. If you have not seen Sneakers, give it a shot. It may not mean much to you, but to, uh, I don't know, I was 12 or 13 at the time, it was everything. <laughs> yeah. Got it. 92 for you. Okay, 92 for me. Runner-ups, uh, with an S, runner-ups. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, almost for the win. It's so close, but uh, 92 was such a good year. Uh, a couple other honorable mentions, Aladdin. Uh, again, th- th- that was in the the Disney era where like every single movie they came out with was well, not everyone. I've had to reassess my thoughts on Lion King, but Aladdin is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Reservoir Dogs, the first Quentin Tarantino movie, I love it. Um, and a little shout out to Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. I remember still being in high school when that movie came out. And reading about that in magazines, because there was no internet back then, but reading in Fangoria, I'm like, what is this movie that 
that the Fangoria is just drooling over saying this is the, the second coming of the gore movie. And it did not disappoint. Dead Alive is fantastic. But the best movie for me in 1992 is Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. I love that movie. I have it on Blu-ray, and I love it every bit as much as when I first watched it. I love the practical effects, the score, the everything about that movie, minus maybe Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> Driver, take me to the crossroads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I went on a runner, you work, and... and uh, Even she can be a bit dodgy. <laughs> but it's still, I was in my runner-up. It's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's 92. Okay. 93 is going to be a fairly easy one, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was hard for me because I had to reconsider. You know, it's like, because the movie, my pick has dropped down for me over the years, but I still love it and will never forget the first time I watched it was in yeah. Canada. And I hmm. was on a extended vacation with my family. We were driving a camper, well, pulling a camper. And staying at campgrounds for several weeks. And so I had not been in front of a TV, no internet, had no trailers. I didn't know anything about that movie going in. So that is why I still left it as number one. But the runners up, Cliffhanger. I know mm-hmm. it seems like a cheese factory now, but that movie still is an action pinnacle to me. It, it, that kicks so much ass. Demolition Man. I love that movie too. The Fugitive. That movie was huge. Uh, Schindler's List, big shout out. That's probably technically the best movie of the year, but oh wow, I'm gonna start. Let's let's watch that one again. Um, True Romance, that almost made it, but I had to be honest because that came along later that I saw that. It's Jurassic Park. I, I have to give Jurassic Park the honor. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, Jurassic Park for me as well. It's come on. What else, what other movie came out that year that's that good? I did have a runner up Schindler Schindler's List, um, but that's more of a from a technical standpoint and just how good that movie is, but not a on a replay v- uh, value. Mm-hmm. I also had Tombstone. I really like Tombstone, um, but it's not something I go to often. I I watch it every few I don't know barely every few years, but it's a really really good western. I like uh, that movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay, 94 for me might have been the most influential year of my movie-watching life. That would have probably been... That probably would have been a freshman high school, something like that. 94, really? That freshman, is, sophomore? I'm kind of curious what your movies are, because... I, oh, this, this, was, this year is all me. Speed. I remember watching Speed in the theater with my mom in North Carolina, in the Outer Banks. Uh-huh. Uh, never heard that many f bombs before. Um, Maverick, Stargate, Interview with a Vampire, The Professional, Clerks, True Lies, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, holy shit, dude! What is this one? C and P D. I don't even know what Oof. that is. C and P D. You got me on that one. I don't know what that is. Sweet. C and P D. Oh. It's- Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger, yes. Yeah, well, well great done. Movie. Well done. I really enjoyed that movie, too. Uh, but the number one for me, and this one really, really altered my perceptions of, like, this. This is me. And that is The Crow. Brandon Lee. Oh, 
I love this movie. I remember, uh, wait, I rented that movie and Seven on the same night. Had never oh, seen damn. either. Watched both. A buddy came over and I watched them both again with him. Just like these, like mind blowing to watch both those movies. Yeah, the, the, for the first time on the same night, but The Crow, amazing film. I love it. The Crow is a movie that, one of the very few movies that I actually watched two times in one week in the theater. It was one that just passed me by, and then somebody said, oh, you haven't seen that? You should check it out. They have it at the Mom and Pop video store. So I went and grabbed it. I was like, I've never even heard of this. And, oh, fell in love instantly. 94 okay. for you. 94 for me. Uh, Runner-ups would be Shawshank Redemption. I still remember um, the girl I was dating at the time. We were like, what should we do? I guess let's go watch a movie. So we drove all the way up to Canton, Ohio, and watched this, this movie called Shawshank Redemption that I heard was maybe good. And then it turned out to be one of the best movies ever made. And um, I'm so I'm I'm glad to say that I actually got to see that one in the theater. It was so good and it holds up perfectly it doesn't feel dated at all uh, and true lies another james cameron movie uh that it's another f- great example of what james cameron can do with a huge budget and a great script and all that good stuff i love that movie uh it's quite funny and uh jamie lee curtis in her probably 40s was uh, that that scene with her in the room and uh, it was great i loved it so mm-hmm. sexy uh, best movie of 1994 has to be Pulp Fiction for me, um, and I think that and it's dropped on my on my list of Tarantino movies. But when I watched it, my age, who I watched it with, and how it impacted my generation, uh, easily takes the top spot for 1994. So, yeah, I understand. I knew you were going to pick it. I'm the anomaly yeah. on that crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not my, it's by no means anymore is that my favorite Tarantino movie, but just thinking of that year, like that had by far the most impact on me. And uh, I mean, I, I like vividly remember the first time I watched it and then afterwards it just exploded and everybody seemed to be talking about Pulp Fiction. So anyway. Yes, yes they were. Yes, they were. Okay, 95, another kind of hallmark year for me in movie watching because it's uh, seven Usual Suspects, Braveheart, Heat, 12 Monkeys, Apollo 13, Casino, Die Hard 3, Desperado was a big one for me. Mallrats, but number one has got to be my favorite James Bond movie of all time, Goldeneye. Mm. This is one of those movies where I can hit play, watch the thing all the way through, love it, stop, Play it again, Sam. Hi, this shit rules. <laughs> yep. And I, again, another opinion I'm sure I'm pretty much alone on, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, 95 oh, for you. Okay, 95 for me. Uh, first off is, I'll, there's only one lone runner-up, and that is Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Oh, um, I, I would have given that an honorable mention. Yeah, that, that one, um, I will never forget the time I saw that in the theater, to a pretty much sold-out show. It was packed. And that was one of the very rare occasions where the entire crowd was in sync together. Like, we were hooting and hollering and and having a blast, everybody together. No one was acting like a dickhead. It just, the crowd was, they we knew we were watching a great, gory, funny horror movie. And it, it, it will... I don't know if that's ever happened again since then, where no one was pissed at each other. We all just had a great time. But 
That is a great movie. Uh, but for me, the best movie easily of 1995 is, uh, Seven. I, uh, that movie, uh, it's, I, I have my own story on how that went down the first time I watched that on a first and only date. Um, <laughs> it, it was incredible. Uh, I remember leaving that theater. That movie affected me for about a week straight to where I could not get that movie out of my head. Um, and it made me just, it made me have this ugly feeling and I loved it. Like I, <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, Oh, I still can't believe how that movie went and the direction that it You're went. Like, I'm like, Oh, I feel I'm, I'm so dirty and grimy and let yes, me pinch like, my nipples. And yes, why can't I watch that again and get that gross feeling? Mm. <laughs> oh, that I was expecting just a kind of regular cop movie mm-hmm. or maybe a little gritty version of one. And then what you got, it was like, Oh, my God. Yes. I cannot believe this. You have mm-hmm. to see that. Eh, watch it yeah. twice in the night. <laughs> so good. So, and the thing is, like, it's so dark that it, to me, it's like a, it's a horror cop drama type thing because mm-hmm. it gets so dark and nasty. Um, man, I will never forget that that night because <laughs> that was one quiet ride home after that, uh, with whatever her name was that, like, okay, well, Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ninety six was another another tough year. I, another hallmark year. Ugh. Let me see here. Frighteners. The Frighteners. Bound. Swingers. Sleepers. Have you seen Sleepers? Um. Refresh my memory here. Sleepers. I feel like I should have. Uh, oh Robert- yes, with Brad Pitt. Yeah, I believe so. Robert De Niro. Yes. Oh man, that was that was another pretty heavy movie. Oh, it's very heavy, but you should give it another watch. It's a fantastic film, absolutely fantastic. The Rock, eh, that's going to be Eugene's pick, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, Twister, Mission Impossible, but number one for me, I'll never forget watching Twister in the theater. Number one for me has got to be Train Spotting, just because it's the most unique, amazing vision. I've I love that movie so much, but I. Will not spoil your number. It has to. Thank be you. Your number. Thank you. Yeah, I know it is. It is. No, Train Spotting is uh is very close behind my favorite of the year. Um, I drove long and far to see that movie in the theater. I believe I drove from Holmes County all the way up to Akron, maybe even Cleveland, to watch that with my friend, and uh, was not disappointed. That was groundbreaking for the time. I loved it. Um, and the other runner up, and this one here has not held up as well for me, but how it changed the horror landscape, I have to give it props. Uh, and it was another one where when I watched it, um, uh, the whole crowd was, we were all having fun and I'm like, wow, this is like way better than I thought it was going to be. And that is Wes Craven's Scream. Mm. Uh, It's not one, I haven't watched the thing in years, but... But I remember when that came out, that really changed the horror landscape because it was such a huge hit and it really it was a genuinely good movie. But my favorite movie easily from 96 is From Dusk to Dawn. Nailed it. Yep. Um, I, uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time and it still feels relevant. It still feels new. Like whenever you watch it, like the dialogue is great. George Clooney is still a, such a badass in that movie uh, the gore is great everything about that movie works perfectly especially because it's a movie of two halves the first half is really gritty crime thriller whatever and then the second half is all out bloody gore fest 
thumbs up from me. <laughs> yeah, and the reason that I, I I hesitated, like, oh, from dusk till dawn, oh shit, that I, maybe that should be it. But I had to go back and put myself in a little bit of that mindset at the time, and I didn't love from dusk till dawn the first time I saw it because that that mid act change or mid movie change. I was like, wait, what is happening? And the vampires are kind of cheesy in their prosthetics and stuff and the, yeah. the way they look. So it was really weird. It was like, huh? I don't know about this. And it was only after a couple more viewings that I'm like, nope, this is great. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's a ton of fun. But train spotting is like the perfect culmination of audio and visual because the music yes. works so well in Yes, it does. It I plays remember, such an important part of that movie. I remember the dumbest bits of dialogue in that movie. Like when they're sitting in the park and using the BB gun to shoot dogs. Oh, yes. All I'm saying is that In the Name of the Rose is a blip in an otherwise downward trajectory of Sean Connery's career. Like, why do I remember that? Because it's so <laughs> stupid. But why do I remember that? Because it's brilliant. That's why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and with one thing with Scream is I distinctly remember the very beginning with uh, Drew Barrymore being so good, and it, it 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 is, and then the big twist ending, which it threw me for a loop, and I liked how that played out. The middle, I I remember so little of what happens in between. I just remember the beginning was a great hook, and then the twist ending was perfect, and that's it was like that for Wes Craven. He who is hit and miss, in my opinion, that's one of his better movies. I, I would agree, but I, I watched it here a year or two ago. I think I got it on Blu-ray for Ultra Cheap, and I was like, yeah, I really like Scream. Let's watch it again. It's meta and making fun of the genre and whatever. And then I watched it, and I was like, I already know what's going to happen. So yeah, eh, I, I have not watched that thing in years and years. I look forward to your reevaluation, maybe in yeah. October. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay, 97. And this was an important year because I would have been a senior. This is the year mm -hmm. I graduated. And this is one that I could be split about four different ways on, literally. But I, okay. I had to go, okay, idiot, gun to your head, what's it going to be? And there are several... One, two, three, four, five, six... Boy, there might be eight... You know what? Every one of these movies might be on my top 100. I'm not going to lie. Wow, nice. I have a feeling I know a couple of them. Titanic, Jackie Brown, Gattaca, which, have you seen finally? No. Oh, you need to see Gattaca. <laughs> L.A. Confidential, you've seen that one? Yes. Okay. S.T., what's S.T.? Star Trek? Normally that would be. Oh, boy, yeah. I, got, I got a lot of, okay. Oh, GW8, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. GPB. What's that? GTB? P. As in pecker. GPB. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I, I was like, I should make a better note about that, but I was like, no, Eugene will know what it is. Okay, The Game, Event Horizon, Funny Games, Princess Mononoke. This one was really hard to put in honorable mentions. Chasing Amy. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. GPB. What is that? Goodwill Man, you got and... GPB. Too bad it's not B A R for Batman and Robin. Not so much. <laughs> but the number one movie for me is going to be David Lynch's Lost Highway. 
because it is such an amazing, unique film and is such a nightmare. It is such a perfect dream state of cinema. I can't help but love that thing. It's Damn it. perfect for me not to. You I'm bastard, gonna, I did I'm, not think about that movie. <laughs> oh, I love it when I screw up your order. Oh, trend. that... Oh. <laughs> Okay. Wow, that was 1997. Yes, it was. Damn, that was such a great movie. Yes, it is. I'm going to try to figure out rem- this GPB thing, but go ahead with your stuff. I still remember when that movie uh, was playing theatrically, they did a, a promotional bit on that where Siskel and, Eber- and Ebert both gave it a thumbs down, and it was two thumbs down, two more reasons to see this movie. Like, that is brilliant. Like, yes. <laughs> Gross point blank. Oh, gross. Oh, good movie. Very good movie. Fantastic film, too. Okay. Anyway, 1997 for me. Uh, runner-up is Event for Event Horizon. Uh, and the best movie of 1997 is uh, Paul Anderson's... Not the other Paul... Van- Paul Anderson. That's kind of interesting. There's two Paul Andersons for my favorite movies of 1997. <laughs> is Boogie Nights. Ah, yes. I love Boogie Nights. That's, uh, that's actually my favorite movie from him. Uh, even more so than uh, There Will Be Blood. I love Boogie Nights. Yeah. I, uh, uh, porn in the 70s and that's... No, I've, I've come around to... <laughs> <laughs> I've come around to appreciating that movie, but um, I like his other movies better because that one is just... Icky? I don't know. It's just oh, that, it is. It's... 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 it's I, I, I... Hmm... Like, there will be blood. I could just sit and watch on a loop and, like, let's analyze this like a Kubrick film. But that one, I'm like, the dude's mad and his wife's banging dudes on a towel and then he just goes on a rampage and shoots people and I don't blame him. And this guy's griping about country music and stereos. And I'm like, ah, whatever. It's basically a two and a half hour. It's a two and a half hour long STD. There there you go. That's Boogie Nights. It really is. It really (laughs) is. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up this segment. We're, we we did great. We burned through so many movies tonight, and yeah. we are right on schedule. This is awesome. 98, another seminal year for me, because, again, age-wise, now I'm like 18. Mm-hmm. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. One of my favorite comedies of all time. Pie, Faith and Chaos. One of my all-time favorite independent films. I mm-hmm. um, can't, I, I love that movie. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 10. Yep. Run Lola Run. Did we watch that together? If not, no. We're we're getting in next segment will be about movies that we started watching. Yes. Together. Yep. <laughs> but that was another seminal import for us because that the internet starts coming around and we start, oh, did you hear about this in the internet? Yeah. eBay. Wow. Now I can get movies from Germany. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Rounders, which is a kind of poker movie but with Matt Damon. I don't think you've seen that one yet. No, I have not. I have that on Blu-ray. You should check it out. Blade, Dark City. We'll never forget watching that together. No, man. that's There's stories behind that one. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Oh here, oh, here we go again. SPR, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. But the number one for me has got to be Ronan. The, one of the most unique and interesting spy movies that exist. I mean, most of the time when you got these spy movies, they're action bondy things where they go by a certain outline and they don't tend to deviate from that outline. Opening gambit, the setup, you need a thing. 
You recruit somebody that's not a spy to help you get the thing. You get the thing. You save the girl. Maybe a little twisty bit at the end. There you go. This is nothing like that. It has some of those elements in there, but it's one of those movies that's written in that way I was talking about a couple episodes ago that you know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it's a, it's a amazing car chases, amazing action bits. It's, it's a fantastic film. And I think I didn't... That, that movie was almost ahead of its time. Like I saw that in the theater and, but it didn't do that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed, I don't know, different. It's it, very different movie. It did. And the, that I saw it in the theater too. And the first time I watched it was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure if I love this or don't like it or got it or didn't get it. And it was on repeat viewing. So it's like, Oh, Oh, I get it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. I am definitely a John Frankenheimer fan, so I am going to see his next movie, Reindeer Games. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a director that can be up and down. John Frankenheimer. Wah, wah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, over to you. Wrap okay. us up with 1998. 1998. I will start with the runner-up, and that is Halloween H2O. I know it's part six of a Halloween series or whatever it is, part seven actually, but uh, I give this movie props for uh, kind of reinvigorating that series and still holding up. Now, it feels very much of its time, but uh, but for what it is, it works really, really well. Uh, it's got some good scary parts. Jamie Lee Curtis is back, and that was kind of the big thing is like, there's all of these Halloween sequels, but this one gets Jamie Lee Curtis back. And I got to tell you, every time I watch it, I'm like, I love the ending. I think that would have made the perfect ending for that era of Halloween. But then they had to come out with the Buster Rhymes one that was, yeah, something. Uh, but I, I still really, really, uh, I love Halloween H2O. But my favorite movie of 1998 is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, it's, it's a tough watch, but yeah, for, for the technical aspects of it, uh, no other movie had ever, like, up to that point, had felt like that. Like, that immersive, that, and not just the beginning 30 minutes, but the whole way through. Uh, it, it was grueling and so well done. And, uh, I, I'm curious, I know that you're not probably overly excited to watch it, but, uh, I'm looking forward to watching Hacksaw Ridge. Because I hear it's like, oh, it's just like Private Ryan. It's brutal and blah, blah, blah. I'm curious as to what that's going to be like. So I, I have v- very little interest in watching that movie. Hacksaw just... Ridge, that is. Say, I, I, I don't disagree. Saving Private Ryan is probably the best movie of the year, but it's one of those where you watch it and, well, hooray for crying. And, uh, yeah, I don't it's, watch it's that again. every 10 years for me. It's, yeah. it's not one I revisit often, but I... Uh, I I I remember so many parts of that movie. It's not like it's like ah, the beginning was was intense. I remember all the horrific shit in that movie and just how that played out. There's so many great scenes in that movie. Um, and Steven Spielberg, I know he made Schindler's List uh, earlier, but uh, that showed his I don't know more of his dramatic chops. That is, he's not just a big summer blockbustery movie guy. Yeah, right. So. And Vin, Vin Diesel. Man, Vin Diesel, yes, his first big starring role, and that got him uh, Riddick, Pitch Black. Yeah, wow. So, I can't disagree. What, what was your runner-up? I had a comment about that. Halloween H2O? Yes, I haven't seen it in quite a while, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to go down in my vault 
aka the basement that leaks, and dig out my my VHS cases yeah. uh, <laughs> because there I think go. the H the, the H2O series, the Halloween series, is one of the VHSs that I kept, and I'm pretty sure that I've got the uh, like a hard plastic Halloween H2O VHS down in my basement. I haven't seen it in quite a while. I want to say I've only seen it maybe twice, but I mirror what you said about it. I quite enjoy H2O, but that's been a long damn time since I've seen it. I need yeah, to get, watch it again. And with when you take away the end credits, um, that movie clocks in at uh, maybe a little over 80 minutes. So it never overstays its welcome. It moves at a very fast pace. And it's, yeah, man, it's just a good, it's a good, good slasher movie from the 90s. And those were hard to come by. Yes, they were. So... Uh, if only uh, martial arts Buster Rhymes could come along and save the genre. Yeah, but will he bring Tyra Banks with him? We'll see. Ugh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and I watched that with you. Yeah, I think some... we watched both of those in the theater. I'm we did, sure. yes. <laughs> yep. I remember after uh, after that one, we sat at uh, Fazoli's, the little Italian fast food oh. place, with our, at that point, friend. And... Um, <laughs> Probably screaming at the waiters, uh, bring us all these br- free breadsticks, you assholes, yeah. that you keep and promising us. Like, like, and I remember us saying, like, that was good, right? Right? Like, like uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was in the beginning, and, uh, all right, we drove all the way up here for good reason, I think. No. Free breadsticks, right? Asshole! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. I might not have been back to Azoli since then because I hate, I, I was so angry about that. I don't know if I, every time I go by there, I just kind of flip it off and. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, and, it's and, still... and I have to go by there to go to your house. So I flip yes. it off often. <laughs> uh, okay. That's going to do it for this round of favorite movies per year since we were born. 98. So next time will be 99 up through uh, 07 or so. man, this, this bit is taken forever, but it's going to, now is we're at the point where it's going to start getting really interesting, I think. And we'll have more stories about movies we saw together. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. You do remember the first movie that we, after we, you know, we, we were uh, childhood friends and then we kind of lost contact and then we came, you know, like, like, oh, I, I remember you and you remember me. Yay. And then we went to see a movie together and you know what that one was, right? I do. But before we get to that, the funny part was that where we met up again, yes. it was like, oh, you, yeah, hey, how's it going? And you're like, yeah, I'm into movies. And I was like, eh, because every time somebody tells me I'm into movies, I'm like, eh. Uh, that's usually a person that I bring over to my house and show my collection. And they're like, okay, you're a freak. Yeah. That's a kind of where the, that's yeah. where the title of the show comes from. Yep. So when you said that to me, I was like, uh-huh, yeah. And I don't know if it was that night or very within the next week or so. Then I went to your house and saw your collection. I was like, oh, oh, we are brothers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Very, very shortly after that, I'm like, dude, you need to watch Evil Dead like now. <laughs> yeah. It might have actually been that same night that we were... Yeah, that probably night. was. But it, I, I very quickly was like, oh, we are kindred souls. Yeah. Because you're a freak. And guess what, buddy? High five. Me too. Uh, I, I have as many movies. They're not the same movies, but yeah, movies nonetheless. But yeah, the first movie that we went to go see together then was Alien Resurrection. Yes, it was. Oh, I definitely yep. remember that. Yep. And we were like, that was great. Yeah, it's amazing. That Maybe it's like Star Trek where... The the uh, even numbered movies are the best. 
Yeah. <laughs> we have completely reversed that opinion. Okay, let's yeah. get on to recently watched. Um, we're already eating up time, and I have a thousand movies to talk about. Okay. Uh, round one goes to me. Okay. Mystery Science Theater, The Return. Let's get through four of these episodes. That's four. Oh, movies. wow. Ready? You watched four of those already? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going lucky strong. bastard. You're going to know some of these movies, sir. The movies they're picking are very interesting because I, I watched half of a couple of them and I'm like, why do I kind of recognize this? Oh, Eugene gave them to me to watch on Blu-ray. That's why I know what <laughs> they are. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Time Travelers was episode three. Never saw this one before, but it was hilarious and awesome. A 50s sci-fi rom. It was great. Really enjoyed that one. Next up, episode four, Avalanche. This is a disaster movie starring some pretty big names that I didn't bother to write down or have in front of me. But I... Oh, you're going to like this one. Oh, you're going <laughs> to like this one. It was great. Next up, episode five, The Beast of Hollow Mountain. Never heard of that. It's because there's not really a beast. Maybe. I If there is, it's the last ten minutes or so. It's nothing. Uh, but... It's a Mexican-American kind of, oh, hey, we got Mexicans in this movie. Isn't that cool? And they're stereotype, cliche, 1950s, racist. Oh, (laughs) it was hilarious. Very well done. But the last one that I just finished up yesterday. Star Crash. Oh, I own that. Yeah. (laughs) Episode six is Star Crash. And I was about halfway through this movie when all of a sudden David Hasselhoff pops up and I'm like, oh, oh, Eugene gave me this movie, I think. (laughs) Now I know why this looks so familiar. Now I remember being uh, like, oh, Carolyn Monroe, I should look her up. Yes. Yep. Oh, 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 Eugene's going to enjoy this one. And it's. It's so good. This is probably my favorite one so far, but man, it's hard to pick. Time Travelers was freaking great. It was so nonsensical and weird and stupid. And, oh, it was good. I It feels like they're getting better as they go, which I guess should be expected because, well, I guess I'm assuming that they're releasing the episodes sequentially. Yeah. Maybe they're not, yeah. but... Assuming that they are, it would seem they're getting better at their craft. I can't wait to watch more, and it's getting harder to, like, reel back and savor them. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, do you like the new guy and the new, like, the new voices and all the, like, Patton Oswalt? You know, it's fine. The... It's, it's fine. Okay. I mean, Patton Oswalt is, is TV's son of TV's Frank. I mean, he's the in-between bits. So yeah, I know. I, I as far as mystery science theater goes, I never really cared for any of the in between bits. I I like the in the theater stuff. Everything else is eh, whatever. Yeah, boy, I tell you, it just it makes me feel like like we all need to have a a night at uh, our buddy's house in Sugar Creek and just drink and eat junk food and laugh <laughs> all night long watching that greatness. Oh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, many movies to go, and it's. Getting on in time. You can do like three or four if you want, but no. go for okay. it. It's your turn. Okay. Um, so I want to... Let's get this out of the way. I um, Blu-ray releasing. Uh, I always have to you know, chime in on my Wait, latest... Blu-ray releasing? The, the Blu-rays that are coming out. Every, oh, you know. okay. I, th- I thought that was the name of an actual company. I was like, that's a bit on the nose. <laughs> Oh, World V. 
Activision releasing. <laughs> oh, of the future. No, this is um, a Vinegar Syndrome release. Of course. They're starting to fast kind of turn into, like, trauma. Or magnet. Oh, I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, you sucker me in with these titles I've never heard of and your Vinegar Syndrome. So... You know, you guys are legit, and, and I buy your shit, and then it turns out to be Psycho Cop Returns. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's right. You teased that. How, how, so, how did that oh, go? Oh, it was awful. Awful. The worst kind of awful. Um, it, uh, I love slasher movies, especially the older 80s, 90s. This is, this is 90s now. And so now we're officially into not the classic era anymore. And this is uh, some filmmaker thinking, let's make a comedy horror movie, I guess, with a bunch of penthouse, uh, literally a bunch of penthouse, uh, whatever, centerfolds, I don't know, whatever. Um, and douchey asshole non-actors in a high-rise building having a bachelor party and then a frumpy-looking non-scary... <laughs> Dickheady killer cop shows up and starts killing them. Um, I will say it's got wall to wall TNA and some good gore, but I, I loathed this movie. This is one of those where about 10 minutes and you're like, well, there's 17 minutes, uh, $17 down the shitter. I'm going <laughs> to go onto my phone and play on Facebook. Yeah, play on Facebook. That's what I, yeah, I play. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. And his badge is 666 or something lame. It was awful. Uh -huh. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, Alucarda is the next one. Uh, Wait, Al Alucard? Alucarda. There's an A at the end. Yes, there is an A. Um, uh, I watched uh, this one uh, a while ago. Um, back on... Uh, Actually, it's been years, and I remember disliking it, but it has kind of a cult following, so yeah, let's give her another swing, shall we? And a miss, again. Um, it's 75 minutes of um, really shitty Spanish actors and actresses literally screaming all the time. Everybody screams in the movie. And now the screaming starts. And now the screaming starts. And there you go. That's the show. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this Alucarda, which, of course, um, uh, you drop the A off the end, and it's Dracula spelled backwards. So she's Yeah, a yeah. That's it's, what I was going to say, because uh, the uh, there's a... Ah, damn it. This anime series I have that I'd like you to watch. I can't remember what it's called right now. It's right over there. But the main guy is a vampire... And he hunts other vampires with these other vampire, human vampire hunters. And his name is Alucard. And they're like, ooh, that's weird. And then, yeah, you realize later, oh, it's yeah. Dracula backwards. Okay, got yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Well, that's, this is actually more of a satanic possession-y type thing. This, uh, here you go. Here's a storyline. I want to quick tell you the, the storyline here because it's important, you see. Okay. So Al Alucarda is living with a bunch of nuns. And um, this other girl shows up at the convent or whatever, which is kind of a cave, I guess, kind of. And <laughs> Alucarda and the girl go off and meet up with this gypsy-type guy, and somehow they get possessed, I think. And then they scream a lot. And um, 
Then there's nudity, and then a bunch of people catch on fire, a couple beheadings, and roll credits. And I should like that, right? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you next week going, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and uh, kind of a nunnery in a cave, yeah. and that's weird, and it doesn't make any sense. And there's some beheadings and some nudity, and uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I, I have this on DVD. Uh, it's one of those where I'm like, I can't get rid of this. And, and and afterwards, I'm like, I should trade that in. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hang on to this one for now because if they ever do come out with it on Blu-ray, I might. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I, I'm going to watch this again because I feel like this is a pack of cigarettes, shitty cigarettes, that I'm going to like this. Eventually, I'm going to smoke enough of this where I'm like, okay, I can overcome the screaming and the shitty acting because there's some beheadings. I'm in. Do you want to like this movie? I, I have the key to you liking this movie. Go watch The Disappointments Room. You will love Alucarda, because I kind of, kind of was touching myself just you describing it. It's like, yep. <laughs> I would so rather be watching that than <laughs> bullshit that I watched. Dude, there's so much screaming in this movie. I'm like, I want to slap everybody on the screen. Shut up. Quit, quit, quit screaming. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we've carried on way too long about Alucarda. Okay, Ugh. next. Or are you done? Oh, am I still... Okay. That's up wow. to you. You make the call. Um, oh, I might as well get another shitstorm out of the or way Or you can here. go um, to the documentary that we both watched. No, let me get this last one out of the way, then I'm done. Um, the Suckling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, here's oh, the... Pl- okay, this is just a... Uh, uh, <laughs> So here's a, this, is, this is a, a horror movie yeah. about newborns. Go on. Yes, actually, it's um, it's about an aborted fetus that ends up in a uh, sewer and gets toxic waste dumped on it, and then it turns into a dude in a rubber suit that uh, attacks the uh, abortion clinic that is actually a brothel as well. So far, um, you're describing Batman Returns with the penguin. Yes, kind of. I guess. <laughs> wow. That's actually kind of true. <laughs> um, Pee Wee so Herman. Anyway. Pee Wee Herman threw him away. Yes. <laughs> so this man in rubber suit um, uh, uh, kills awful actors in in some dude's house for an excruciatingly long eighty nine minutes. I mean, it is a long eighty nine minutes, but it's. Got some practical effects in it that I'm like, oh, I'll keep on watching. Um, yeah, it's I own it. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, that might be the title of this episode. I own it. <laughs> I actually imported this from the UK, so I have it. You can't watch it, though, because it's on Region B. But I can. I'm very will, happy that I can't. Will, will I watch it again? Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> the suckling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want it to be like now the screaming begins. You hit play and it's just Yeah. <laughs> um and, and you know here's the the cool thing about this is the movie starts out rip roaring with uh this couple going to the uh, uh, the clinic slash brothel and in very short order we see some we see what happens and down into the sewer this thing is, and then immediately this trauma-esque toxic sludge drips on the thing, and and this 
bubbling, oozy, rubbery-looking creature. I'm like, ah, this is cool, kind of. I'm like, this is going to be good. And, oh, wow, it goes downhill from there to where it just... How do you go downhill from abortion (laughs) brothel? (laughs) Where is the down from that? I feel like I'm digging myself. We're done. We went straight from that to a Trump rally. That's what it was. (laughs) In 1930s Germany. Uh, yes, I was expecting like trauma fun, and this just got to be boring. Oh, you that, should see trauma's fun of nymphoid barbarians. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What yeah, a delight that was. Um, I did. There was a special feature on this disc, by the way, of the producer talking about how he wanted to make a topical. Like this was, I wanted to make a topical movie. I'm like, dude, quit. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, he had something to it. say. Oh, now I'm embarrassed. Let's move on. Back oh, to no, you're not that bad. You've watched <laughs> not far that worse. bad. You have watched far worse than that. Come on. I have, yes. The the goat sex thing was... <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the goat sex thing? I don't oh, remember. Oh, you remember the, the satanic thing. The, oh, the Black Candles movie. Uh, wow, not narrowing it down. This is oh. much worse than anything that happened before. <laughs> Oh, you, you don't remember that? We talked about that several episodes back. But... I probably, but you're bringing this up at 11.20, so, you know. <laughs> it's called Black Candles, and it's from Code Red, and it's... Yeah, enough with this. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, the I, shit I love, that I watched. No, I, I, I just love that this it was your tipping point. That's what I love. Where you're like, <laughs> now I feel ashamed, and let's move on. Yeah, because <laughs> I do. Oh. Yes, you should. I do. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> well, I know I teased last week that we, I was going to talk about a bunch of Fast and Furious movies, but we have about eight minutes until all of the world collapses. So we're not going to do that this week. We'll, we'll save that for another time. And, but I do want to talk about adjust your tracking. And I think that's going to be the thing that is going to wrap us up for the night because, yeah, we're at that point of the evening. So adjust your tracking is a documentary that... I found on <clears throat> shotfactorytv.com down under their, and well, it was in their documentary section and in their uh, VHS vault section, which is a bunch of ported VHS movies that are yeah, rare. Let's yep. say rare. They're rare. Yep. Maybe for a reason, but they're rare. Anyway, uh, it, so this movie documentary is about People who collect VHS tapes now. I was instantly hooked. Being a former VHS collector myself, I was not collecting the weird things that these guys were. I shouldn't say weird. The rare things that these guys mm-hmm. were. I, I was just, movies, yay, I've got Superman 4. I, I've got Jurassic Park in full frame. I'm so happy I found Independence Day in full frame. So it fills the whole screen. Uh, yeah, and you find out, you grow up a little bit and find out later that, no, dumbass, uh, that is not the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. At any rate, within five minutes, I was texting you going, you have got to watch this because this is awesome. It obviously focused on horror collectors because that's, that's a, just seems to be the niche genre that everybody wants to collect in movies. And I get it, you know, it's just, these are low-budget films that are harder to find, and it's great watching these guys be able, uh, finding them, looking for them. 
The Hunt. It, this is, is the same as comic book collectors. We like The Hunt. And you gotta go through 10,000 shitty issues of garbage everybody has or doesn't want that everybody, how do I put it, has access to before yeah. you find that one that you're really looking for. And after watching this documentary, I actually did a little VHS hunting of my own in the last week and was quickly reminded that, yeah, you got to go through 10,000 frickin' copies before you find anything worth a damn. I have not purchased anything. <laughs> uh, but it's You've got a couple, though, right? No, I have some in my collection, but it's so hard to find them around here. Like, I have to go yeah. to Canton or Cleveland or Akron. Like, i got to be away. Because yeah. anything within 50 miles of where I live, I'm not going to find anything. It's yeah. all of the same shit. It's I'm finding Anne of Green Gables tapes, uh, uh, John Wayne tapes. It's like, I don't give a shit about that. I'm not going to find the good meat, you know? Yeah. I have to go far away where people... I don't know. Most of the places around here are exchange places. They're going to toss that stuff because it's... Yeah, they are. It, it's not stuff that... Oh, oh, I'm not going to... Oh, it's a horror movie. Oh, I'm going to get rid of that. I'm not going to sell yeah. that. But uh, anyway. So what did you think of the movie? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I could tell as soon as I hit play on that thing, within the first few minutes, I'm like, yes, this is... This is right up my alley, and I am a collector, as are you. Um, I, I am kind of kicking myself for it's. It's almost like every format that comes out, every new format, I try to sell off the previous format to a certain extent, and I got rid of a ton of VHS tapes, and I, uh, I have depleted my DVDs uh, and laser discs extensively because Blu-ray, you see. Um, but having said that. Uh, I loved it. I and the people on there like these are real. These are Joshi. your people. These yes. are people you're trading with on Blu-ray.com. Yes, they are. They are the hardcore horror fans that obsessive compulsive like me that I have to have ten thousand movies, um, big box VHS tapes. I don't care if I have to pay a thousand bucks. I'm going to get that that one that I have got to have in my collection. I will say this: uh, I think a lot of those are going to go. Nothing but up in value, I would imagine. There, there are some seriously rare stuff out there, don't you think? I agree, but for people like them and people like us, it doesn't matter. It yeah. really doesn't matter because we'll never get rid of it un yeah. unless our, you know, life is on the line. Like, yeah. oh, you have cancer and you have to pay for it. You got to sell that VHS of the Quad Dead Zone. I'm going to yes. find that. I want a copy of that. Shit, so oh, bad. Oh, me too. So bad. They're like, <laughs> there's a hundred copies in the world, and it's the most valued. It's the holy grail. I want it. I I don't even care if it's the shittiest shit ever. I want it. <laughs> yep, me too. Oh, me uh, too. And I I have a couple of VHS tapes, and I'm like, those if they're not worth the money now, they will be. Hang on to them. And I never got like I used to collect VHS uh, until that documentary. Well, actually, before the documentary, I knew that I had a couple of gems, and you've got a couple of gems too. Uh, but watching that documentary, I'm like, oh man, there, I, back in the day, if we, if I would have just, just plucked down a few bucks and got that big box VHS of that movie, um, on the closeout of these pop, mom and pop stores that are going out of business. One of them I remember was, uh, uh, Lucio Fulci's, uh, Seven Doors of Death, which is a heavily edited, already version of The Beyond. Um, the box 
cover art is fantastic. I've never seen the butchered R-rated version, but I'm pretty sure that's probably worth a lot of money now. Anyway. Well, either way, I'm, I kind of did the same as you. Like, I took bags and bags and bags of VHS in and traded them in when we, when I switched over to DVD. But, yeah. you know, and I had the same feeling as you after watching the documentary. I was like, oh, why did I do that? And then I remembered that everything I traded in was generic, easily findable mainstream stuff. I kept anything that was, uh, kind of unique or rare, and that's like five things. I don't know. I, I kept, I did keep a lot of kung fu stuff, just on the off chance that I couldn't find it on DVD, because that stuff's yeah. a little harder to come by. But I kept all of the stuff that I thought was unique or had the opportunity to be unique. Like, I have, I think I have a double VHS of Nightmare on Elm Street, where the second disc, uh, disc, second <laughs> tape was a bunch of behind the scenes, um, and making of kind of stuff, which at the time was rather unheard of. Yeah. And it was the same with DVD. I, I did the same thing with DVD when Blu-ray came out. It was like, you know what? I'm not going to get rid of everything. I just got rid of the stuff that I know I'm going to upgrade. It's mainstream, yeah. um, major, uh, major production house stuff that I know is going to reappear at some point in time. Yeah. Still waiting on the abyss, I guess. But yeah. Uh, ugh. Yep. I, I am impressed with Blu-ray now, though, is they are releasing some stuff, like different companies are releasing some stuff that never even saw the light of day on uh, on DVD. It's almost like us collectors, we're like, ooh, we, I, it, we're going digital. Everybody's going digital, but there's still us hardcores that we want our physical media, and it's cool that these smaller companies are picking these movies up and remastering them, throwing some special features on, limited runs, Uh it's for the collector, and I'm a collector. I love that. Sh- I love that shit. <laughs> yep, I'm right there with you, sir. I really yeah. am. But I'm not willing to abandon my old stuff until I. I don't know. I've, I've been a little more clingy on certain things. It just depends on what I think about the movie, and that yeah. kind of goes with the grade of the like the quality. To oh, I'm gonna hang on to that. You know, some of the stuff is like oh, it's worth a DVD, not really worth a Blu-ray. I'll hang on to the yeah. DVD. Yeah. So, what do you think the best uh, VHS? is that you have right now. Yeah, it's I have to go dig through my VHS again and I'm putting all of Kung Fu aside and that's a lot of it. I probably have a I probably still have at least 100 Kung Fu tapes. Wow. Cuz I've got a whole office box that I bought from somewhere that it's all like totally illegally ripped dubbed stuff that some video store in California did. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. And there's some real gems in there. Like that, that ninja movie. You have to watch that. Man, one day when you get back into VHS, I'm going to give you that movie and your brain is going to melt. Because uh, I will. <laughs> yeah. If they, and if they ever release that shit on, on DVD or Blu-ray, I'm going to buy it. It's crazy. Um, anyway, probably the Dr. Butcher that you gave me, the big box, or the Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, clamshell with the special edition serial number from Anchor Bay and the booklet. Yep. But that still isn't like, like old, old school VHS. That's, well, the Evil Dead one, that's a newer VHS release. That was one of the very last of the Anchor Bay VHS releases. Yeah. The Dr. Butcher one, I'm guessing that that one would be your, your, your collectible one right there. And I'll never get rid of it. Yeah. Good. Like I'll, I'll always keep that. I mean, you gave that to me. So it was like a 
it's like a keepsake thing, you know? But yeah. I mean, if they come around and they're like, Oh, I'll give you $10,000 for it. Bye bye, Dr. Butcher. Sell that See you. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a limit. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. I love that stuff. That was a great documentary. I highly, highly recommend anybody that's remotely interested in physical media collectible type things. Check that one out. The characters on there that they interview are, they're unique. <laughs> Some of them are a little screwy. Some of them reminded me of Eugene. I was like, oh, Eugene could hang out with these guys. As I swim in bouncy balls or whatever. (laughs) That guy was the worst. Won't this be interesting and unique? Uh, Well, uh, except for the other guy who I'm convinced might be a serial killer. I, 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 I really wanted that movie. Yeah. I told my wife about that and I said, something about, something about when you, when you look into someone's eyes and you're like, you know, that dude may have killed someone already just by that look. That was, that was a back out of the room, very slowly kind of look. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's either gently high and doesn't know it or serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Let's do coming soon and wrap this show up. Okay. For me, I guess this is, it's a double tease week since I teased it last week and I'm moving it to next week, but I'm going to be reviewing some Fast and Furious movies. What a delight. And I also watched another one of those VHS vault movies. I have seen this thing pop up everywhere. Enough. I'm going to watch the damn thing. And that is, I think it's Nicole Kidman's first movie, BMX Bandits. Oh, nice. I watched, well, have you seen it? No, I have not. But then you I have, have no right to say nice. Because oh, you don't I've know. I've been wanting to watch that. Oh, well, you live in mystery. Maybe you should oh. watch it this week and we'll discuss it next week. Uh, I'll wait to hear what you say. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned next week. And you get to find out what I think of her first performance. It's here. okay. Over to you. Coming okay. soon. Um, oh, what do I got here? Uh, I, 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 what I have is kind of generic. Like I bought like a used copy of Star Trek or Star Trek. Fuck. It's past 1130. Damn it. Uh, Star Wars Rogue One, uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Wait, you bought a used copy of Rogue One already? Yeah. 10 bucks. Like family uh, video. uh, Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. 10 bucks. Um, and Fantastic Beasts and uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Those were my recent purchases on Blu-ray. Um, I'm trying to think of something crazy in me. Um, oh, sh- let's see here. You've been oh, watching here. enough of you. It's time to get into other genres. I know. Let's get into something not disgusting. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be not disgusting. It's just you've been on a... You've been on a train for the last six months. If it's not horror, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Um, I actually, I actually just bought a copy, a used copy of. Um, it's a slob comedy or a raunchy comedy, uh, Christmas Office Christmas Party. Yes. Or Office Party, maybe or Christmas something like Party, that. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you Jason go, Jason Bateman. I'll, that one. Yes, that one. So I'm hoping for. Possibly a uh, this is the end type of humor. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, that's that's those are literally that's all my pile of to watch is more mainstream stuff and Hacksaw Ridge. I'll be watching that. Man, I I'm just utterly disinterested in that one. I just don't I'm care. I'm surprised because I'm guessing it's going to be a really good movie. Don't I you think? Maybe, but 
Holy hell depressing. I know. Oh, yeah. movie freaks. See you next yeah, week. Movie yeah, freaks, yeah, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, I like ending on a depressing note. Seven. <laughs> Still happier than Hacksaw Ridge, probably. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're done. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.